Phil Curry, the political, uh, political editor of the Fin Review, joins us. Uh, morning to you, Phil. Morning, fellas. Oh, I thought P. Super was banned on your show. It is. This is why no. people just torturing it me. It keeps Phil. reappearing, yeah. though. This is bullying, <laughs> low-level bullying. <laughs> hey, Phil. Indeed. Politics yes. can be a terrible and evil business. Um, mm. Yesterday, the PM was understandably pretty shaken and thrown by the tragic death from breast cancer of um, the very well-regarded backbencher mm. Peter Murphy. Um, who, uh, across politics, was, was getting all sorts of tributes paid to her about a stoicism in the face of cancer. At the same time, an extraordinary political story um, uh, has rocked the government, hasn't it? Yeah, look, with, with Peter um, Pembo, she, she, she hadn't been here a long time. She only joined Parliament in 2019, so she's just into a sort of halfway through her second term. But she was one of those backbenchers who'd made you know, quite apart from her illness, it made quite an impression um, around the place. Very dedicated, you know, passionate um, on online gambling and these sorts of things. But um, you know, just I think she she was died. Her cancer returned two days before she she entered Parliament. She'd had it previously, and we watched over the years. You know, as Peter, you know, returned to Parliament and missed bits of Parliament, but, but always tried to show up and. Um, Last week, it was Tuesday, I think, she turned up and she looked terrible, poor thing. She was obviously in, in the final stages, but she, she she turned up to question time, asked a question of the government, and um, and I remember that question time began. They were eulogising Bill Hayden, and I was watching Peter, and you know, there was quite some passionate um, eulogies towards Bill Hayden, who died, obviously, and lived a long life. And I was looking at her thinking, you know, what, what must she be thinking? And... Um, Mm. Uh, she left the chamber not long after that with one of her colleagues who's a doctor who took her out. And and as you said, uh, yesterday uh, she died and the PM stood up and announced it. So it caught everyone a bit on the hop. We didn't know it was that imminent. But mm. look, it happens. David, happens around here, sadly. Like it happens elsewhere in society. And one thing is that politicians are people like everyone else. And, mm. you know, they have the same illnesses and the same travails as, as the rest of the community. And it's, yeah, it's just a sad day, basically. Loss of a loss of a good, very good person. Not just a politician, but a good person. The brutal realities of the job, though, are at the same time mm. all of this genuine human tragedy is unfolding. The bloke's still got a country to run, and there is a growing perception that he's not running it. Yeah, the, look, the, the, the sort of news yesterday overnight about one of these detainees, um, I think, appeared in the Magistrates Court in Adelaide yesterday, is probably the worst thing the government was fearing um, as they're trying to tidy up the mess uh, left to them by the High Court decision on November 8th. You know, they're trying to scramble through legislation to put some of these people back behind bars. Now, look, two, and of course, you know, one of them's offended quite seriously or allegedly quite seriously with a sexual assault of a woman in a hotel in an Adelaide, uh, in an Adelaide hotel. The, the other one just got caught, you know, smoking pot. I don't think, you know, being caught with the old jazz cabbage is going to put you back behind bars. Um, uh, but... Yeah, I, I wouldn't sort of read too much into that one, but nonetheless, it's an offence. But this is exactly what they were fearing—that you know, one of these people who's detained would do something bad whilst 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 um, you know, whilst, whilst being released. Now they're rushing through laws this week, which they're modelled exactly on the preventative detention laws that the, uh, the coalition introduced for terrorism. Um, so if uh, the minister can apply to the, the Supreme Court in South Australia, wherever the person lives, and ask them that they be put back in, they'll actually be put in jail, not immigration detention, uh, on a rolling basis for three-year terms. Now, to qualify for that, you have to have uh, have to have been convicted of an offence that carries a minimum term of uh, seven years. Um, 
And so whether whether there's a thing in Adelaide, I don't know the details of it, whether that qualifies, I don't know. But you'd probably suspect on balance he, he may be a candidate. But, you know, it's just, it just allows the opposition to, to pile in in the last week of Parliament and, uh, you know, demand ministers resign and all sorts of all sorts of stuff, which isn't going to happen. But um, and meanwhile, the Prime Minister's still nowhere to be seen. He hasn't, other than he stood up and read that statement yesterday about Peter Murphy, he hasn't done a press conference. No one can remember the last time he actually showed, stuck it. I know, reckon the last time up. he did a radio interview too, Phil, was with Kyle and Jackie O. Oh, he, he does. He, he does those a lot. That's what we call the compulsories. Um, you know, everyone has to vote, so you know you got to speak to everyone. But they're really easy. It's like you know, what's your favourite song? And you know, to, you know to, you in all least. seriousness, that, mm. I saw the transcript mm. of that interview because Kyle Sanderlands asked him whether he had sex with his girlfriend yeah. in the White House. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, I did, yeah, but that's the sort of stuff. You know, look, they all do those FMs, you know, the Biffo and Bongos, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, fair enough, because a lot of people listen to those stations and uh, and, they, and they all vote, but that's all he does Phil, now. He, yeah, he, he, totally. Yeah. And uh, um, he did Neil Mitchell on Friday last week okay. and, uh, and got towed up, uh, but, but he hasn't stood up in Canberra. No one can remember the last time he stood up in Canberra and actually did a, a press conference per se. You know, he, he stood up the night, the voice went down, there's 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, that doesn't really sort of count, but... Um, he just gives this impression. I don't know. Everyone, everyone's scratching their heads about, you know, everyone's surprised about how sort of poorly it's all going for them, and, and the and the and the government's judgment at the moment. It seems to be really lacking. Um, they've got the premiers in town tomorrow. That's gonna, not going to be good. You know, the, the, the premiers don't want to play ball on the NDIS and, and uh, don't want to help out, and that thing's running off the road. And and the prime minister's sort of, you know, going to have to probably not have a victory tomorrow there um so yeah it's just it's just a really messy end of the year for them and uh you know there's a very strong expectation that he's got to get his skates on on the other side of christmas and uh you know come out with a bit of verve otherwise you know it could be trouble ahead phil just back on the detainee story mm. i think the, the key question for mine that goes to the government and minister's culpability mm. is, is a question around timing and i'm just interested in your yeah. your sober-minded and impartial analysis is it reasonable to say that the government had ample time to plan for an eventuality where the High Court ruled that people were going to be released. Yeah, well, theoretically, yes, uh, Will. I mean, that's the, that's the right. point the coalition makes. They said, you knew this ruling was coming. You should have been prepared for losing the case, and you weren't. Now, when the ruling was handed down, the government did you know, release all these people. They put them on these visas, and there were sort of controls on what they could do, and you know, but they weren't very strict. And so then, under pressure, they brought in another bill, you know, they put them on ankle bracelets and this sort of, and curfews and that sort of stuff. But it appears this, you know, the, 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 if they'd had a preventative detention regime in place, it wouldn't apply immediately. To do that, you've got to, the minister has to go to the court, seek an application, and then there's a hearing. So it wouldn't, you know, you couldn't, like, just cuff these people immediately and put them back inside. There's a process that they has to be gone through and you know how quickly the courts work. So um, that would, even if they'd been ready with that, a, detain, a detention order, that wouldn't have applied immediately. Only, only sort of restrictions on on their movement. Now this fellow who's done this alleged crime in Adelaide was wearing a bracelet apparently and, and still has managed to do something. So I guess, I, I, I guess in reality, maybe, you know, there's not, I mean, don't, don't, don't let the High Court off you, you know. Mm. They published they published that decision without their reasons, and that that meant the government couldn't have a completely comprehensive response ready to go. It was pretty reckless by the court, but but you know in politics all those sort of nuances go out the door, and it's completely the government's yeah. fault. But um, you know, it's uh, as I said, this is the last thing they wanted to happen until they had this thing uh, under control, and now it just looks you know it's been a sort of 
flat-footed, I think's the term. Will they were caught flat-footed? And, yes, uh, the old uh, what's the Muhammad Ali quote after he beat Foreman in Zaire when he said, "The ring, hell of a place to get tired." Mm. Yeah, and <laughs> you can stick that in one of your columns, mate. Well, I might steal it. Yeah, <laughs> good on you, Phil. Free. Stay for jazz cabbage. See you guys. Phil Curry, Curry political <laughs> of the Australian Financial Review. Uh, good so point he makes about the high court politics, too. isn't it? It was Phil? a good yeah, always unique, unique use of the Australian language as well. <laughs> Absolutely. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, six to nine, five double A breakfast.